Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. We've got another busy week coming up, albeit no Saturday night metro program because this Saturday is Christmas Day. But the man that took honours on Saturday night, claiming half the program, first time he's been able to achieve this feat, is Shane Graham. It was Christmas Cup night at Albion Park on Saturday night. For the second straight year, he claimed that feature. And he joins us first up this morning. Shane, appreciate the time. Congratulations. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Thank you very much. What is it with you and this uh, this meeting? Because last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but you dominated that meeting. I think there was four winners last year, plus the two features, Christmas Cup, Members Cup, and then on Saturday night, five winners, including the Christmas Cup again. Yeah, I don't know. I wish it come around more often, to be honest, rather than once a year. It's a long time between drinks, but... Um... No, just bloody, you know, my luck was in on Saturday night and everything just sort of, you couldn't have planned it out any better, really. Just looking at those races on paper, you, you did have a very strong hand to play. A lot of those horses did look extremely well-placed and, and a lot of them were well-drawn as well. Yeah, that's right. It, um, on paper, it, it, it did look like it could be a good night, but I always think, you know, if it's, if it looks good, sometimes it's too good to be true. So it's, uh, I've had plenty of times where I thought I would have good nights and it ends up going south. So, um, But, yeah, looking at it beforehand, it did look right. And, you know, there's some horses there that had been going well from bad draws. So the draws were with us as well. OK. Let's talk about the main race, the Christmas Cup. Turn It Up was the winner on Saturday night, leading all of the way. Were you surprised that you got it as easy as what you did, in particular in the early stages? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, it's sort of like the free-for-alls. They're, they're so sort of evenly matched. Um, generally, you know, there's there's sort of no no horse that can just sort of dominate and, you know, put the speed on. And if they do, you know, they're not going to be there at the finish. So I think it's just they're that, that even at the moment. It's, um, yeah, it is hard to sort of put any pressure on and, and sort of with that race, especially being over the longer distance, um, you know, I think everyone was in probably the same boat. They didn't want to be going too early. You led up last week in the Lord Mayor's Cup. You led up again on Saturday night. If a horse challenged you on Saturday night, was there any sort of thought about handing over or were you always going to be holding on Saturday night? No, I was always going to hold Saturday night. Um, you know, he... Uh, the week before, he probably should have won, but like I said, I probably I just overdone it down the back straight too much, um, so he's always going to be vulnerable there. Like, uh, but um, just the way the horse has been, like we've never ever raced him week to week just because of all of his, you know, his little minor injuries and whatnot. But um, Touchwood at the moment, he's real sound, and I thought uh, after backing up from the week before, you know, and and he had a good week at work and everything. Um, you know, I thought he would be a little bit better and, and, you know, so he could probably cop a bit more pressure if it was going to happen. So um, it was the plan just to hold the front. Were you surprised by the closing splits on Saturday night? It was a, what, a tick over 26 on the way home and, uh, you know, they were never going to catch him given those uh, sectionals that you are able to get earlier. No, that's right. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have thought 
thought he would have done that sort of um, getting home. You know, it doesn't matter how slow you go, you've still gone 2,600. So to finish off in those sort of fractions is all credit to the horse. But, um, you know, like he is he is a good horse and, you know, probably we probably won't ever see what he was going to be or, you know, but... Um, even even where he is now, he's still you know more than above average. So what do we do now with Turn It Up? Uh, is there any sort of plans, any sort of routine in place with him? No, we'll just sort of take it, you know, race by race, and we'll um, you know he'll just have a little freshen up along the way. But um, you know, it could be he touch what he is sound and everything's going well with him. We'll just keep poking along and picking out races and. He'll just, you know, he'll just stay in Brisbane and, and just keep racing on the Saturday nights in the free-for-alls. Okay. Today at Albion Park, you've got a few drives. The two on paper that stand out, race five, number four, She's Koala T, and race seven, number three, Soho Sinatra. Which one's the better chance? Um, well, I don't know how much we can trust either of them, but, um, <laughs> you know, probably... Oh, it's a top-up, really. I couldn't pick which one would be the better hope. Okay. Um, both do look well-placed. Soho Sinatra on the backup from Saturday night. Really unlucky. And she's Koala T's been a runner-up at a pass, too. Just looking further ahead, tomorrow night, big night coming through at Reckler. Ten races there. It's their Christmas Cup night. LL Cool J steps out in that feature. What can we expect from LL Cool J tomorrow night? Yeah, look, he, um, he's... he's... You know, his last start, um, he probably just hasn't come come up this prep like uh, like I thought he would. Like, um, sectionals and time-wise, he's probably been good on the clock. But um, just his last start, I thought he was a, a little disappointing in that. And uh, he had a few little issues, um, just had a mild and, uh, virus and whatnot. But um, everything seems good with him. And, um, you know, he, he wouldn't be going around if he wasn't right. So... Everything seems good, so he, he should be back to sort of where he was anyway. Okay, fingers crossed. Shane, really appreciate the time. Congratulations with that uh, five winners there on Saturday night. First time you've achieved that. Uh, big job uh, there on Saturday night, no question, and uh, really appreciate the time today. So good luck. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Well, last week, Racing Queensland made a pretty big announcement uh, regarding our Qbred feature race night. Normally, we see this feature race night in May, but there's going to be a change, and all these Qbred features will now be staged in August. Normally, we have the Albion Park Gold, the APG feature, in August, so that's going to change as well. So just expanding on that a little bit more, we're joined now by our uh, Harness Racing Manager from Racing Queensland, David Abrick, and he's online with us now. David, appreciate the time. No problems, Chris. Good morning to you. Uh, so just explain. So what are we doing now as far as the Qbred feature race night is concerned? Yeah, look, as part of the consultation process following the Constellations Carnival, uh, and even prior, probably prior to that, we had in the back of the mind that we wouldn't mind getting our, our feature Qbred races, the triads, all together on one night, the two- and three-year-olds. Um, we'd recently increased the three-year-olds to $100,000 races. So we thought it was a really strong card and, and celebration of Queensland Harness Racing and the Q-bred scheme to bring them all together. And with the change of season um, and the feedback from participants, um, particularly, I guess, around the three-year-olds, probably being a little bit too early in the season, 
Um, we thought if we moved them back um, into around about August, we we saw the opportunity then to bring the two-year-olds out of the what I guess is traditionally that last night of the the carnival, um, bring them together um, as as one big night um, in in August, and we think that provides more opportunity for more horses to more cubreds to to access this, those feature races. So that was uh, certainly the feedback we received, and um, and certainly been positive feedback um, since then. There'll obviously be the the four-year-old. Um, triads on that night as well so make it a really bumper card we'll look at also some other opportunities for other um, cubreds as well to bulk up the program for example a, you know a free-for-all or something like that for, for cubreds so um, we think it's a really good uh, celebration and, and fits well in that sort of that august period following the, the change of the calendar and as you said as a result okay, well, that... of that sorry go no i was going to say that makes perfect sense pushing it back to august because it allows every horse to get their opportunity yeah, that's right. That's what we felt, um, you know, and that was the feedback we certainly received. So uh, we think it, it sort of works in there. And as I said, the, the, the change of season, I think, helped with that. And um, while there's still opportunities early in the season for two-year-olds um, and three-year-olds, uh, pushing it back did give uh, each of those or as many horses as possible a chance to compete in that, I guess, lucrative series. So, yeah, but uh, as you said, the other part of it was obviously putting them there meant that we had to look for a, another alternative for the Albion Park Gold. We sort of felt it sort of stood on its own there a bit and we wanted to try and bring it into uh, as part of something else and we we felt um taking the two-year-old cubred triads off that last night there was an opportunity to put a, a two-year-old in there and it's our richest two-year-old uh, race at 150,000. so um, we thought it felt fit really well in there as, as part of the carnival so that'll slot in um, the middle um, as part of the sunshine sprint night and um, we think that's a really good addition Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. Just with the Cubred night and, and with the two- and three-year-old features now being staged on the same night, there is going to be a little bit of tinkering as far as the, the, the field selection is concerned for those features? Yeah, so in regards to the, the change uh, around the format of the series, we saw the opportunity uh, in the past we've had the order of entry um, but it was feedback around horses and, and, and potentially bringing heats back to provide as many horses as possible a chance. The order of entry obviously favours those that might race for longer through the season. Um, so we felt there was a chance to, to uh, offer a bit of a shandy in terms of um, still having the order of entry, reduce the prohibitive favourites that can happen in the heats um, and get them a pass through to the final, um, but then provide those all, all other horses a chance to compete in the heats. So um, we'll see how it plays out feedback so far has been positive on that that front um but again we'll review it like everything else but um yeah we're just you know we're looking forward to see how that how that plays out well as it stands now just looking from the outside in that that just seems like a really good move like a, a really natural progression yeah we sort of think so um i guess sometimes you 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 know you, you have the discussions around these things and then it plays out and you think oh we didn't think of that scenario so I don't think that will happen, but of course, as I said, um, there's, uh, yeah, we'll certainly we'll, we'll run the course with it. We think it uh, can work well um, and still provide as many horses an opportunity to, to compete in the series and make it through to the final. And at the end of the day, we want as good a final as we can get. So um, hopefully that's, uh, that's what happens. Okay, well, big changes there, but uh, really positive changes in saying that. Big Cubred race night taking place on August 20, and the AP Gold feature will now be staged on July 16, part of the Tab Constellations moving forward. Next year, David, and we're not that far away, just over a week away, speaking of Cubred, that bonus now rises to $14,000 for your first win, so that's, that's huge. Yes, we are. We're really looking forward to that. It's a real highlight of 2022 coming up. 
Uh, and, you know, the QBRED scheme, we continue to put a lot of time and effort into, but pleasingly, we are seeing results in terms of foals on the ground and, and mares being bred in here in Queensland and, and the quality and quantity that uh, that is happening. We, you know, we certainly need volume of horses to, to maintain and sustain our racing product, but it's been great to see breeders uh, come to the party there and, um, you know, we can sort of see that, you know, with the APG sale coming up in, in January, is going to have close to 100 horses there. So, you know, in previous years we've had 50, so to be able to double that um, speaks well in terms of what sort of happened from a breeding point of view. And, um, yeah, we think the bonus schemes, uh, one of the big uh, elements of that that's, that's helped drive that. And uh, it's been great to see, you know, on, on a daily basis almost, those, those first win, second win bonuses going off. And, uh, yeah, it'd be even more lucrative come um, 1 January. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we're winding down for 2021, just over a week away. I just want to ask two questions to, to wrap it up this morning on you. Just from your position with RQ being the general manager of Harness Racing, uh, what was the highlight for the past 12 months for you for 2021? And what are you most looking forward to for 2022? Look, I think from uh, 2021, hard to go past the Constellation, sort of the uh, rebranding of the Winter Carnival. I uh, thought it was really exciting with sort of the quality of horses here um, and to be able to introduce some, some new races. So the Rising Sun and the Golden Girl were um, really strong races and created a lot of interest. Um, it was great to see Queensland trainer and Queensland driven horse win the Golden Girl, big odds. But, you know, it was, it was good to see the emotion and enjoyment that, that um, Butler's and, and Brendan Barnes got out of that. So uh, really great to see some, some new races and I guess a bit of innovation from that point of view. And uh, I guess the industry had, um, adopted, I guess. Uh, I guess moving forward, um, well, I, I hopefully with borders opening, we'll, no, that type of carnival will be enhanced, and particularly from a social element point of view, I think that's a great aspect of harness racing is the social element. So um, we'll be able to combine the, the uh, tremendous racing on the track with uh, people being able to enjoy each other's company off it. So looking forward to working with the clubs and industry on on some new and, uh, initiatives around uh, the social calendar and, and also some enhancements to the carnival, which, you know, will also be aimed at some um, uh, some Queensland-themed races, which uh, was some of the feedback we received following the carnival. Um, and probably uh, not so much off the track, but not so much on the racing front. But I guess from a venue point of view, looking forward to that uh Really moving forward, you know, we know that uh, what's happening with Albion Park from a uh, Bridge 32 perspective. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to working with industry and uh, our clubs in terms of improving uh, in- infrastructure in the short term, but also uh, the future of the, the code, which is critical. So looking forward to that uh, hitting full steam in 2022. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it's going to be a busy year, plenty happening in 2022. 2021, it's been challenging because of the uh, the pandemic, but uh, we've managed to get through it. It's been uh, very, very successful. David, really appreciate the time this morning. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, uh, have a safe one. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll be in touch uh, early in the new year. Look forward to it, Chris, and just uh, thanks to yourself and also Radio Tab. Good job, and uh, look forward to working in next year. Yes, we're racing at Ellaby and Park this afternoon. Nine races. Action gets underway at 104 each and every Tuesday. Racetrack Ralphie, our regular tipster, joins us to give us the good oil for today. And he's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you come up with today uh, on this nine-race program? Uh, I think we'll look at race six, number three, Future Assured. It's a talented two-year-old. He resumed from a, a Group 1 triad back in July. Uh, with a slashing return when it was second behind its back page news. 
He led in a very fast time that day. It was a fantastic effort, and it was one of those flashing light, be on me next time type of runs. His trial prior was excellent, easily defeating uh, the subsequent winner, Delightful Lou, who we all know won last week, and I hope we were all on him. And he's going to strip a lot fitter today and can easily account for his opposition. Now, it's the opening leg of the treble, so I think we can go skinny here. Race six, number three, future assured. Okay, a lot of confidence there. Race six, number three, future assured. Nice little plug for your winner last week as well. Delightful Lou. So you're looking for back-to-back victories. So future assured uh, comes up against Obi Legal. They're clearly the top two in the market for that race as well, Ralphie. And uh, future assured did beat home Obi Legal in that race last time out. So you're, you're hoping that form line continues. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm, well, I'm not thinking. I know it will. Okay, okay. So race six, number three, future assured. And as Ralphie said, that starts the treble today. So we can go one out there. And that's also a quaddy leg. So we can uh, skinny down our uh, quaddy and just go one out with future assured there. Just going back to Saturday night, Ralphie, Shane Gray and Vicky Rasmussen put on a show. Uh, five winners each. Uh, second time that Vicky's achieved that feat. But the first time Shane's achieved it, we spoke with him earlier, turned it up taking out the Christmas Cup. And he was really impressive. Oh, it's super impressive. And um, every every winning driver and trainer on the night got a ham. And I'm just tipping it's going to be a really, really big Christmas at uh, the Rasmussen's and the Graham's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They'll have ham for a, quite some time. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Hey, Ralph, we really appreciate the time this morning. We've got the tip, race six, number three. We'll see you trackside. And uh, have a Merry Christmas uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Chris. Merry Christmas to all the listeners, and I hope they get cashed up today. There's Racetrack Ralphie joining us. That wraps up Mobile Rolling for this Tuesday morning. We'll have plenty more coming through tomorrow.